Okay. All right, good evening, everyone. Um, so tonight's practice um, will, I think, take longer than practice usually does um, on, on these Tuesday evenings. I'm not sure. Uh, it's, it's a kind of a, it's a new thing I'm trying out. So I'm just gonna um, go with the flow, um, see how it develops. And I think um, make a point of not rushing things. So I think um, that's why uh, I think I wanna get into it um, as soon as possible. So um, this is all about awareness, right? Um, I think one of the most important things that we cultivate when we sit is awareness, awareness of um, our breath, our bodies, our thoughts, our emotions. Um, things, the environment around us. Um, and in traditional sitting practice, we do that, we cultivate awareness while being completely still. Um, of course, you know, as I mentioned last time, when we're sitting, um, we're not actually still in the sense that, um, you know, the breath is moving um, the body is soft, it's not rock hard, unless we're feeling particularly tense. Um, and so even when we are at our stillest, there is movement, there's fluidity, there's dynamism. Um, so what we're gonna do tonight is a combination of that sitting practice with stuff I touched on last time, which is um, movement awareness practices that come from my rather rather limited, I wanna say, exposure to Feldenkrais practice or met the Feldenkrais method. Um, I didn't remember his name last Tuesday, but it was a guy named Russell Delman, who um, was a student of the same Zen teacher I had uh, in Santa Rosa, California. Um, and Russell, I guess, had started training with Jokshu Kuang Roshi in 1970. Um, and then sometime, maybe 10 years after starting Zen practice, met Moshe Feldenkrais, um, trained intensely with him and became one of the first people authorized to train Feldenkrais instructors in the United States. Um, and I had the gift of experiencing Russell lead what are called awareness through movement lessons during the sessions that he attended. So um, there was always some break in the day when we do something that was a little bit different, Qigong. Um, sometimes just like, you know, rubbing each other's shoulders or backs to help loosen up our bodies. When Russell was attending a session, he would lead us through ATMs or awareness through movement lessons. I didn't know what they were. I, I mean, I, he mentioned they came from Feldenkrais um, and his training the Feldenkrais method, but I really had no idea what that was. Um, but they left a profound impact upon me, um, which I think I'm actually only 
now coming to fully appreciate. Um, I think that just to give a taste of what I'm talking about, like when I lead us through body scans and I use the cue that you guys have heard so often, you know, if you encounter tension or discomfort, soften around that place of tension. Um, what I can now, I think, appreciate more deeply is that what I mean internally when I'm saying that cue to you with words, I learned through these awareness through movement sessions. Um, in Feldenkrais um, practice, um, as you do these slow movements, which we're gonna do some of tonight, you'll often hear the instructor, the teacher, say something like, see where you can do less. See where you can not put as much effort in. Like a soft global awareness of how, not just the part of the body that you're moving feels, but how other parts of the body that may be even quite distant from the part of the body that you're moving. Let's say you're turning your neck slowly, you know, so see where you can do less. Maybe you, your hand, you realize has some tension that, or some efforting that you can actually just soften and let go of, you know? Um, and so when I say soften in a body scan, I think that actually it's very much like experiencing that, oh, I don't have to hold that tension that I feel that one feels during a Feldenkrais session. Um, and that's just one example of how I think um, my brief, but I think actually like profoundly impactful exposure to Feldenkrais has impacted my experience of sitting practice. Um, and I think I wanna now emphasize that for Russell, um, he learned about Feldenkrais after already having done some pretty serious Zen practice for I think like a decade or so, maybe longer. And my exposure to Feldenkrais was also in the context of rigorous, very traditional Zen training. Um, and so I don't know how um, Feldenkrais is taught and received more broadly but I think the way I absorbed it was as a complement to meditation practice and training. And that's the spirit in which I'm passing on to you, not as like a cool form of body work or physical practice, or even you know spiritual body work that is a, could be a complement to um, Zen training, but actually something that I see as deeply interwoven potentially with what um, sitting practice is and can be. Um, it is simply, I think actually very, very simply put in my mind, just a different form of awareness practice. Um, awareness practice where you slowly, under the guidance of someone else, move parts of your body um, and just see what there is to be aware of. That's, it's so simple. It is, um, to echo things I said last week, not a form of exercise, not a form of stretching, uh, not, not actually I'd, I'm really of doing anything. It's just like almost microscopically slow movements of the body and just a open awareness of how 
what there is to experience in the body, the emotions, the mind shifts as the body moves just a bit. Um, so think of it as like a body scan where small parts of the body are moving. That's it. So those of you who have been here regularly with me on Tuesday nights and have done body scans, that's it. There's nothing different. Um, it's not, you know, there's, it's, I think it's, it's just so, I just really want to emphasize that. It is um, not a way of, um, oh, something else that helps you be prepared for sitting, maybe helps the breath move more freely or makes the loosens the body up. Those things might happen, but as with sitting practice itself, they will always be side effects, byproducts of awareness. Awareness is the only thing that we are here to do. Um, so ordinarily, um, Feldenkrais instructors will not engage in the practice as they lead people in it. Um, and this actually, there's a deep philosophical reason I have learned. It's that um, there is no model that people doing a Feldenkrais lesson are supposed to like sort of match their bodies to. All the instructions are meant to be verbal so that each person listening finds their own way of actualizing those instructions in their own body. There's never correction. There's no way you can do things wrong. And there's no ideal posture or stance or movement. It's all just moving, feeling how the movements feel and letting one's own inner system, I guess, meaning the brain, nervous system, just on its own, like when you're a child, discover, oh, that's, that's feels that way. Oh, oh, that feel, I can even do a little bit more easily this way, you know, or, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. And the nervous system, even without you making any conscious decisions will naturally discover new ways of moving by seeing what's easiest, what flows the best, etc. Um, and so again, there's nothing, it's not about finding the right way to move. It's just moving, being aware and letting your own organic being take that information and do what it will with it and trust that it will do what there is to be done with it. Um, so, um, but I am not an experienced Feldenkrais instructor. I'm not actually, again, in case, you know, just for copyright reasons, like I'm not certified to do this. I'm actually thinking very seriously now about getting certified. Um, I am like, as I realize how important it's been, I'm actually thinking like, I wanna do a much deeper dive into this because I, it's like, I'm jazzed about it. Um, so um, I'm gonna do it with you guys, not because I want you to model your movements on me. And actually, so I don't think you need to look at your screens once we start. I just want to make that clear, but I'm doing it because I'm, I, I want to feel the rhythm. Like when is it the right time to, from, to switch from one movement to another? What is the right thing to cue you all to, to, to pay attention in the body? And if I don't do it with you, I think I may not um, with, because of my lack of experience, know when the right times are to suggest a change in the movement or where to bring your awareness to. That's all. Okay. So I'm doing it because um, 
I myself want to remind myself of the timing and the pacing of all this. And also, frankly, because I do these Tuesday nights because I like sitting and I like practicing and I don't want you at all to have the fun. So I'm going to go along with it. Um, and so, um, so actually that's, that's it. Like, yeah, I'm in this for myself. And if you guys want to come along for the ride, go for it. So um, let's start by sitting. Okay. So from this point on to whenever we stop, which may be at 830, I don't know. This is all practice. So I'm going to start sitting, but those of you want to just start lying down, go for it. Okay. Um, you could do this entire rest of the evening, just lying down on your back, as long as you're comfortable. I'm going to try moving from sitting to lying down back to sitting, because I like feeling how doing the stuff on the floor actually makes the sitting feel a bit different. Okay. Um, and also, frankly, being 40, 45 minutes flat on my back on a floor that's pretty firm actually feels a little bit hard on my spine after a while. So the very the, the mixing it up is also good for my body. But please do whatever you want to do, okay? But let's begin just with a bit of sitting. And then we'll move to some lying down stuff. And then I, for one, will move back to sitting. But you guys might want to finish up uh, on the ground. So please get in whatever position feels good to you to start what will be a brief period of um, just still meditation practice, no movement at first. So if you're sitting up, just be balanced, a firm backside and a soft open front so the breath can move freely. And if you're lying down on the ground, just lie flat on your back, your hands could be resting on the floor by your side or draped over your chest or belly, whatever feels most natural and best to you. Everything that I ever say on these Tuesday nights is only ever an invitation. I would just wanna reiterate that point tonight. If there are certain movements or certain instructions to bring your awareness to certain places that just for whatever reason, you don't even have to know why, just doesn't feel good or right to you, feel free, absolutely free to ignore those invitations because they are just invitations. Take a few deep breaths to settle into this moment and into whatever posture or position you've taken. And now just let the breath come and go at its own pace and depth. It can be shallow or deep, regular or erratic. Just feel in a soft and open way how the breath is moving your belly and your chest. And perhaps how the breath feels in the inside of your nose as it enters and exits your body. 
So we're not narrowly following the breath in any one spot, but just having a loose general sense of the physical quality of the breath. If you feel tension in the breath, hiccups in the rhythm of the breath, just notice that, but don't too narrowly focus on it. Just acknowledge tension, holding. And just feel the breath overall rather than focusing on any one spot. As you continue attending to the breath in this loose, soft way, open yourself to all the sounds in the space around you. Is there traffic outside? Is the house or building that you're in, is it creaking? Can you sense any movement, sounds, perhaps of pipes or footsteps? Can you hear the sound of your own breath? As you attend to the breath in this soft, open way and begin to open yourself up to the sounds, the space around you, very likely you're being called away, pulled away by thoughts. It's the end of a long day. The mind is probably racing still in the busyness of that day. Perhaps you're planning tomorrow Every time the mind pulls you away, just notice that it has. Perhaps say softly to yourself, thinking as a silent acknowledgement of that. And come back to the breath and to sounds. For a few minutes before we move to the next phase where some of us will begin lying down on the floor if we aren't already, 
For the next few minutes, we're going to do a slow, very partial scan of parts of the body. So to begin, please bring your awareness to your hands. And just feel the sensations in the palms of your hands. In the fingers of your hands. In the skin of the back sides of your hands. How does the air in the room that you're in feel on the exposed skin of your hands? Now please bring your awareness to your buttocks, which whether you're sitting or lying down are being supported by something, the ground, the seat, a cushion. And to begin, just feel the quality of the contact that your bottom is making with whatever is supporting it. Is your weight being evenly distributed along your buttocks? Or does one side feel heavier than the other? Like it's pressing a little bit more heavily into the ground or into the cushion you're resting on. If there's a difference, just notice that. Now please bring your awareness into the muscles of your buttocks, the glutes. These big powerful muscles can carry and hold a lot of tension throughout the day. So don't be surprised if you feel some holding or even soreness in these big muscles. With every breath, let your awareness become just a bit more fine-grained, more high resolution. How are the sensations in your glutes different in different places? And as your awareness stays with this area of the body, do the sensations shift at all with time 
Let's go up and visit the lower back. What do you feel there? And though words or labels might come to mind, try to move beyond them into the sensations themselves. Is there tension or pain? Well, don't settle for those words. What is the tension or pain or whatever you're feeling actually feel like at the level of sensation? If you do feel something uncomfortable or even painful, can you approach it with soft curiosity, compassionate curiosity? Instead of facing or approaching discomfort with irritation or frustration or anger, which will just increase tension and discomfort, can you approach it with an open heart? softening your awareness around whatever you find. And as your awareness hangs out in the lower back, can you feel in the lower back any movement associated with the breath? When you inhale, is there room in the lower back for the breath to find its way down there? Please bring your awareness now to your shoulder blades. And to begin, just feel how the shoulder blades and the tissue and muscles around the shoulder blades move, even if very slightly, as you breathe in and out. Now let's go and visit our eyes. We are all spending way too much time on screens these days. Do you feel any fatigue or tension in the tissue in and around your eyes?
Let your awareness of whatever you find be soft and perhaps you'll feel any tension or holding that you discover there itself soften in return. Now please bring awareness to your lips. If you are already lying down, just stay lying down and just rest for a bit. If you are sitting up as I am, please take a moment to adjust your position so that you are lying down flat on your back. Okay, so you can have your legs um, straight out, stretched out, if that feels most comfortable to you, or you can have them, um, as I do, bent, your feet flat on the ground, and your feet about shoulder width apart. I think this would be probably um, a better position for some of the stuff we're gonna do, having your legs bent like this, um, shoulder width apart, feet flat on the ground. But it's totally okay if you prefer having your legs stretched out. Hands could be, well, any way you want. Palms down beside you, palms up, or hands draped along on your chest, whatever feels most natural, easiest for you, most pleasant. So we're going to begin to slowly turn our heads side to side. Well, I wanna emphasize that this movement is so slow. Um, Feldenkrais instructors uh, sometimes describe it as like the movement of the sun across the sky, that slow. And if you feel any resistance, any discomfort, then go even more slowly, more gently. The point is not to push through tension or resistance. The point is 
to do this with as little effort or strain as possible. Just being aware of how this movement feels. So if you haven't already begun to do so, please begin just slowly turning your head side to side. And you don't even have to go all the way left and right, just go to whatever feels comfortable. And then as soon as it feels like, ah, feels like there's a little bit of resistance there, just stop there and slowly begin turning the other way. The important thing is not the movement, but the awareness that we bring to the movement. So just as you would in a body scan, feel how the neck and the other muscles around the neck and head feel as you slowly move side to side. And as you continue doing this movement, let that awareness expand softly so that you're not just focusing on how this movement makes the neck or the shoulders feel, but other parts of the body. Like for example, can you feel the effects of this movement in your sternum or breastbone? And as with the body scan, it's not just a yes or no, but what is the quality of the sensations that you feel in the sternum, in the rib cage, or wherever you may feel the effects of this slight, slow, movement. Can you feel the effects of this turning of your head in your lower back? in the muscles that run up and down either side of your lower vertebrae. Cultivate a soft, open awareness. And anytime you notice 
that you're trying harder than you need to somewhere, perhaps holding tension, like in your hands or in your thighs or even in your feet. See if you can do less. Less effort. As you continue turning your head slowly like this, when your head turns one way, have your eyes turn the other. So when your nose and chin are pointing to the left, direct your gaze to the right. And notice how that feels, both in the eyes, in the neck, and elsewhere throughout the body. Now let your head come to straight forward again, facing straight up, or straight forward if you're sitting up doing this. And just rest for a bit, just feeling how the body's doing. We're resting not because these movements cause strain, but just to relax our awareness for a bit so that each separate movement is done with as fresh and curious an awareness as possible. So for this movement, it would be good to have your legs bent if you haven't bent them already with your feet planted flat on the ground, about hip or shoulder width apart. And what I'd like you to do is to tilt your pelvis upwards so that it has the effect of raising your tailbone just slightly off the ground and then lower it softly. So just a slight, ever so slight rotation of the pelvis upwards so that your tailbone comes just a bit off the ground and then a gentle slow release of that. And as you do this movement, how does that feel in and around the pelvis itself? How does it feel in the lower back? How 
and how far up your back, up the muscles along your spine, can you feel the effects of this movement? There is no way this is supposed to feel. Let's just be curious. How does this connect with parts of your body that are much higher up? And now as you continue to gently and slowly move your pelvis in this way, begin rotating your head once again in the way that we were earlier, slowly side to side. And feel how these two movements are connected. and how they affect the sensations in your body. And if you haven't already done so, connect the eye movement to the head rotation so the eyes are moving opposite the direction that your head is rotating. Okay, good. So now rest, let your legs stretch out straight, unless this isn't uncomfortable for you, in which case, please keep them bent if that's better for you. And just feel the quality of the contact that your whole body is making with the floor beneath you. Okay, so now please bring your right hand to your chin, holding your chin between your thumb and your index finger. Open your mouth. As wide as is comfortable for you. And with the help of your hand, move your lower jaw to the left. And then slowly move it back to center. And just notice how that feels both in the jaw and just elsewhere throughout the body as a whole.
Now switch hands, bring your left hand to your chin, hold it between your thumb and index finger. Open your mouth as wide as is comfortable for you. And move your jaw slowly, gently to the right. Feel the sensations in the jaw muscles themselves. Also, how can you feel any effects in the neck, in the chest, in the belly? All right, let's pause again, hands by your sides, resting. And now please bend your legs again, feet shoulder width apart, feet flat on the ground. And slowly, Gently, this is not a stretch. We are never stretching or doing any kind of exercise. Slowly let your knees fall to the left. Slowly feeling as you go, the sensations in your legs and in your trunk, up and down your spine and only go as far as is comfortable, no farther. And now just begin raising your right knee, moving it the other way and notice how far you go before the left knee can't help but begin to follow. So your left knee now is coming towards your right knee and both knees are falling to the right just as they fell to the left a moment ago. And feel the twist in the spine, in the pelvis. How does it feel in the upper back and the neck? And do the same thing we did before, but now the left knee rises on its own. And then at some point, the right knee and leg will begin to follow. And then both knees, both legs are falling to the left side and feel the sensations produced by this very slow movement. And one more time, right knee going up. At some point, the left leg will follow and both will fall to the right. 
And just feel how that feels all throughout the body. There's no particular place to bring awareness. Just be curious. Notice how it feels in the neck, in the jaws. Now please bring both knees slowly to the starting position. Both knees facing up, feet shoulder width apart. Now I'd like us to do the same movement again where the knees are about to fall to the left, but as they fall to the left, please turn your head to the right, both the knees, the legs, and the head moving slowly, but in opposite directions. How does that feel? How does it feel in the chest, in the rib cage, in the belly? And now let the legs go the other way while the head slowly turns the other way too. We're gonna do this again one more time but now, in addition to the legs and the head, please rotate the eyes opposite the direction the head's moving in. So legs to the left, face to the right, eyes to the left. Can you feel any shift in the sensations in your eyeballs? How does that feel? And the last movement, legs to the right, head to the left, eyes to the right. All right, come back to the starting position slowly. Let your legs straighten out, arms resting by your side, and just rest for a bit, feeling the quality of the contact your body is making with the floor. And perhaps you can sense some difference in how the body feels now against the floor. Maybe some parts of the body feel like they're resting even more deeply on the floor than before. So some of you may prefer to stay lying down for the last few minutes of meditation practice. I'm gonna get back into a sitting position to see how this 
movement practice has affected the way my sitting posture feels, but feel free to do whichever you prefer. If you feel good lying down, enjoy it, stay. It's fine to just enjoy being like this. If, if you want to join me sitting up, please do. Okay, so this may not be so relevant or necessary for those of you who are already lying or still lying down, but for those of you who are sitting up, especially if you are now sitting up after having laid, lying down for a bit, once you get into your sitting posture, Slowly rotate your head from side to side, as we did when we were on the ground, just to feel both the similarities and the differences of how this movement feels lying down versus sitting up. As you move your head side to side, Feel how this affects the sternum, the ribcage, the neck. And then everyone please open your mouth. And without the help of your hands this time, Move your jaw slowly side to side and feel how that affects the sensations in your tongue, in your throat, and your neck. Let your mouth close. And for the next few minutes, in just a few minutes, I know it's getting late. Please just do whatever sitting practice you generally do when you sit on your own. And if you want some guidance, I would just say, follow the breath in the nose, the belly or the chest. And Listen for sounds in the space around you. Just our standard dual awareness practice. But just in a soft and open way, especially now.
For those of you who have assumed a sitting position after lying down, you might notice that certain muscles are tightening up and that maybe you don't need to. Maybe there are muscles in the lower back, upper back, chest, that just because you're habituated to holding tension in these areas when you're sitting up are trying to reassert that habitual musculoskeletal pattern. See if you can just not. Do less. We'll sit for just another minute and then have a few minutes for debrief. Okay, take your time coming out of this, especially if you're lying down. Please don't get up or move too quickly. Um, definitely don't stand up quickly. Um, could be a little lightheaded. I'm gonna, I realize I'm gonna kinda adjust my camera here. So, Gosh, this is such an experiment on my part. Um, and I would just love to hear any responses to how it was, what was interesting, pleasant, unpleasant, what felt, you know, anything. Um, and this is not something I'm gonna do that much of um, in the future. I'll, I think maybe a few, you know, bits of it here and there, but, um, um, yeah, anyway, I just would love to hear if anyone's willing to share. I like it. Hi, Chalice. Hi. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> 
I've definitely asked you to do things that you don't like. So it's nice to have things that you do kind of like. <laughs> That's good. I don't mean that you didn't, you know what I mean? Like that are not so, so pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, um, it was cool. I like, I like moving while I meditate, I guess. I, I agree with that. It was, um, that time flew by. It was actually really easy to focus um, and to feel, uh, I, I could really move slowly. I found it much harder to move my head side to side, lying on the floor. Mm -hmm. um, but I love just being so completely immersed in the focus of the body. I just, that's home for me. Cool, thank you, Sophia. I really liked doing movements lying down and then doing a movement sitting up because mm. the sensation was so different. So for me, yeah, moving my head side to side, lying down was really, I felt like I was like noticing every thread in a weaving and then up when it was up, there was a lot more freedom. Mm. That's interesting. I want to throw two things out there um, that that um, I think I think some of you might just it may, it may not be relevant now, but um, I think I'll, a lot of people that I've talked uh, to about meditation come to meditation because they have really um, very difficult emotional stuff they're working and maybe not all the time, but uh, um, but even some kind of like traumatic experience is not uncommon. And um, sometimes um, sitting meditation can actually kind of really sort of trigger and activate those really intense emotions. And so I think um, this kind of movement awareness practice could be really um, a nice thing to turn to when sitting feels like it's actually, you know, like maybe creating more dysregulation of the nervous system than is, than is beneficial for you at the time. I think there's something important about learning how to sit with those kinds of emotions, but there's a limit. I think we each have to find our own limit. And so movement can be a place to turn to where you're still practicing awareness, but it's it's maybe a little easier to, to be with those um, sensations. And another is one classic Feldenkrais move is, um, you know, when, if you have a problem in a certain part of the body, like let's say your jaw, it's like crazy tense. Like, so it actually, um, a lot of times a Feldenkrais practitioner will begin in a place that's very, very far removed from that spot, like the foot, you know? So let's start moving the foot, you know? Um, Cause part of the, 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 the logic is that everything's connected anyway. And also this connects with this idea of if something is really, really sort of triggered um, a site of intense emotional and um, nervous system dysregulation, you know how sometimes you bring your awareness to discomfort and it just gets so bad, it's so, it's so hard, right? So actually like bring your awareness somewhere else, farther from the place that's, you know, and then and then you can move gently closer to that spot. Um, also, the last thing I'll throw out there is I heard today that um, one of the people who trained with Feldenkrais heard him say that 
for for his he called them students because he he thought of Feldenkrais as a form of teaching and not as a form of treatment or any um and um but uh he said when I have students who have intense anxiety I find it most beneficial to work on the jaw the tongue um or the hands so just want to throw that out there so um and uh so that's one of the I don't know how many of you felt that sort of parasympathetic sort of relaxation effect from working on the jaw, but it's one of the things that you can get. Um, and um, so I'll put just put just put those little facts out there in case they resonate with any of your own sort of experiences, or or because you might turn to those places or practices later on. Okay. Um, anything else? I just, I just found that it was a nice way, like when we were lying and doing the eyes in one direction, the head in one direction and the knees, I found that uh, really difficult, like sort of thwarting, um, but it was really in a way helpful to encounter um, an experience of, of like being, like, like having trouble with something off the cushion, uh, like I sort of like defamiliarized my own habituation around like getting frustrated with myself mm -hmm. <laughs> for like getting distracted or whatever and just like having difficulty with whatever like my cue is for that session mm -hmm. um so I I found that really helpful and then when I came back to the cushion I found I was like had more of a openness around even just a couple of minutes that we were sitting there um so yeah that's cool that's cool and and I think it actually is hard at first like it's um I think most people find that and it's meant to be very unfamiliar. And part of what the point is, is finding new ways of creating, you know, cause we, we, part of the, we become habituated to moving our eyes and heads and parts of our bodies in similar ways so much that like it gets really like wired in. And so it helps create new pathways, new responses by actually um, asking us to move in ways that are really unfamiliar and disconnecting movements that used to be connected. Yeah. Um, Okay, so um, next week, uh, expect something more straight ahead, but I just could not resist this dive into this part of my experience and past that I really want to explore. So thank you for going along with it. And, um, and um, yeah, I guess that's it for tonight. I will um, hang out if anyone wants to chat a bit, but it's already 840 and, um, and I, I'll just bid you adieu for now. Okay. Bye everyone. This Thanks. angle is weird. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Bernie. Thanks, Bernie. Bernie. Bye guys. Bernie. Bye, Marty. Bye.